What are you wheezing about? Oh, we'll talk about it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wheezing? You're doing that, like, laugh. That's fucked up. <laughs> it's a fucked up impression, honestly. All right, stop. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm Liza Poor. I'm Mike Pelosic. Every week, we randomly pick two movies from our stupidly large DVD collection, watch them, and discuss. When it's all over, we can only keep one. Two discs enter. One disc leaves. This is DVD Deathmatch. Death Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Great. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Really good. Oh, really good. good. Um, it's Christmas time. This is our first holiday episode of DVD Deathmatch. Christmas time is here. That's true. Vince Garaldi, a yes. king. A king. <laughs> um, uh, the house has been, the halls have been decked. Halls have been decked. I hope everyone had a lovely Thanksgiving. Sure. We did. Yeah. And I, um, what else? What else? Oh, Stephen Sondheim. Stephen Sondheim. Uh, if you, if you've been listening to the pod, you know, we are big fans of, of Mr. Sondheim. Such and... big fans that we watched the movie A Little Night Music, which no one on earth has <laughs> ever done before. Um, but he sadly passed away. Last week at the age of 91. So, you know, nice long life. But, oh man, this one's really hitting me. Yeah, it's a rough I'm one. I'm still very sad about it. Yeah. He's just a legend in musical theater. I have always been a big fan of his work. He was working on one more show, and I'm so sad that we'll never, we won't get that. Yeah. Yeah. But what, what, but, an, what an influential person on. I mean, yeah. it's funny, like, just how much I didn't realize, you know, how woven into our lives Stephen Sondheim is. Yeah. Um, our daughter's currently auditioning uh, to be in a Stephen Sondheim play in school. Mm-hmm. She's singing a song for her school concert that is like an adaptation of a song from Gypsy. Gypsy, And yeah. she's killing it. <laughs> she like does it around the house. It's so good. Yeah. Um, there's like, you know, you and me singing A Little Priest in the Car is always yeah. like fun, a thing that we do. Yeah. Um, my uh, loan out company that I, oh, yeah. I'm supposed to, you know, when you're, when you work in the arts, sometimes you have, uh, you create a company that then you work for that company and then places hire that company instead of just hiring you. I don't know why. Yeah. It's a tax thing. Anyway, my loan out company is named after a Stephen Sondheim lyric. It is. It's called Limited Wind, <laughs> um, which is a, from yeah. a Sweeney Todd reference. And so... I was in Gypsy. You were in Gypsy? I was. I would love to. I want to be the baker's wife so bad. Yeah. You would be such um, a good baker's wife. Anyway, what a legend. He will truly be missed. And I'm so grateful that we have all of the work that he did put out because it's just incredible. To take it back to DVDs for a second. Yeah. What? On a DVD podcast? Um, You're crazy. For a while, so a couple years ago, I bought the original cast recording company DVD. Yeah. Which is a documentary by D.A. Pennybaker um, about the recording of the company cast album. If you haven't seen it, it's one of the best. It's, It's... it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, wow. Like, I love it so much. And it's, like, less than an hour long. 
and it's, it's just so about great. them in the studio recording this album. But it's such a great documentary, and Elaine Stritch, like trying to get ladies who lunch, and like yeah. it's just an incredible document, and it's and he so cool. Obviously, features heavily in it, and it's just he's just. He's so when he goes out to 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 give notes to the mm-hmm. singers, he's just he's so direct but so loving and sweet. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, this is how you direct somebody, but not like saccharine or anything. Like not no. like it's direct and gentle. Yes, like exactly. It, like and loving and sweet, exactly. Like yeah. exactly what you said. But it's just like. It's but direct is so important. Right. It's not. He's not babying anyone. He's not yeah. pretending these aren't adults, and he's not pretending he doesn't want something out of them like, that they're not giving yet. But right. it's just like watching him correct her on the pronunciation of Bubby. Bubby, yeah. Bubby, sorry. Um, if only you were Bubby, here. Bubby. Um, <laughs> uh, it was like, oh, I if I ever am lucky enough to direct something or or even being on set and giving you know notes to somebody or whatever, it's like I should watch this again and just watch how he does it. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So that was big. That was our Sondheim segment. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, do we have any other topics at the top? Well, other than that one sad, sad topic. I'm trying to think. So a couple (laughs) quick, quick. What did we watch this week? Oh yeah, we watched the last duel. We did with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and Adam Driver and Jodie Comer. Comer, Yeah, great. I thought. Well, no, I didn't think it was great. I really liked watching it. <laughs> I really liked watching it, and I really liked talking about it afterwards a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah. It's a um, good... I don't know if this... This sounds like a worse recommendation than I mean it to, but it is a really good movie to watch and discuss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know that I that I loved it, but I also enjoyed watching it and enjoyed discussing it afterwards, yeah. so... Um, and it's interesting in ways that I didn't expect it to be interesting. Like, mm-hmm. it's, if you know anything about the movie, it's Ridley Scott, and it's a uh, Rashomon-style, like, here's the same events from three different perspectives, kind of. Yeah. But even, it, it, there's, it doesn't do that in the way that I expected it to. Yeah. Anyway, I thought it was worth a watch. Yeah. And then I watched the Beatles documentary, Get you Back. You sure did. Did you finish it, or are you still watching it? it? It's wow. like eight or nine hours long. Yeah. Um, it, it feels long. It's, inc- it's like, cause it's, <laughs> it's shapeless kind of, I mean, it's not shapeless. It's very shaped. It's minute by minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes overly shaped because they have all this footage that doesn't go or all this audio, sorry, that doesn't have any footage attached to it. But mm-hmm. in order to make it a movie, Peter Jackson kind of like cuts a lot of the footage they do have into like little scenes over the audio where they're trying to like obscure mouths and cut really quickly so that it looks like it's the footage. Yeah. That part I really didn't like because I just <laughs> found it distracting. I was like, you don't have the footage. So just right. Don't. But it looks incredible and there's so many great moments in it. And it's like, if you're a Beatles fan, you have to watch it. I would right. love to watch a two hour cut. That was like a little more of a movie and less of like a, like I felt like I, I felt like I had like the fireplace thing on the TV, where <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, this is just good to have Background, on. Background, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna have it on for all all day, yeah. you know, all that. I don't know. I thought, it, but it was great. There were so many, so many great moments, and I think in a shorter thing, they would sing a little bit, if you will. Mm-hmm. But it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, what did, did we watch? Anything else? I don't know. Ooh, I don't know either. Great, Amer- America's favorite segment. What did we watch? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also really quick. We do need to get started. To just today, 
on SlashFilm.com, I read a really interesting article Mm. that I want to recommend to you. To me. And to listeners, if you're interested in this sort of thing. Okay. Um, The headline is, here's why movie dialogue has gotten more difficult to understand and three ways to fix it. And it's just like a thing that I feel that I've noticed, Uh but I always attributed it to, oh, I'm aging. (laughs) And, you know, my body's <laughs> failing me. Great, great, great. But according to this article I read online, I'm not the problem. <laughs> um, no, according to this article, which is really well-researched and well-reported, like, very exhaustive, mm. there's just, it's like a thing that a lot of people have noticed is that, oh, we have to turn the captions on to understand any movie and okay. now. Which I think is true of us sometimes. Yeah, I think sometimes it, it I mean... And sometimes I also attribute it to our home theater setup. Yeah. Where, like, the music is really loud, but the dialogue is really soft. Yeah. Um, or it changes dramatically throughout. Right. Exactly. Um, but the article is really, it goes into all the reasons. Some of them are, like, acting has changed over the years. Directors have changed over the years. They want it to feel more real so you don't catch everything, that kind of thing. Mm. And then some of it is about... Um, how, you know, like the culture on set and how sound doesn't get the respect it deserves in terms of accommodations and things like that, like, um, you know, or like extra time or or for setups or whatever. And then some of it, coming back to DVDs again, Mm -hmm. is about how when things are mixed for streaming, there's compression that happens. Yeah. That the quality goes down. And if you're watching something on a DVD or a Blu-ray, a Blu-ray especially, like you're getting a lot more kind of of the wavelength of the band. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and if you're watching something on streaming, you're losing a lot of that in the compression. And yeah. so, I don't know. I just thought it was like a super interesting article. It's very long, and <laughs> like about a very nerdy thing, which, so I loved it. Yeah. Um, and it's by Ben Pearson and it went up today on slash film. That's all. Great. Thought it was interesting movie wise. What are we doing here? Well, this week we watched what did we watch? We watched Get Back in the Last Tool, like I said. Right, but we we also watched... Wait, what? Two movies! Oh my god! We totally <laughs> did! This week we watched our first holiday movie pick. Guys, And what welcome. a pick. And what a pick. This week we watched Love Actually from 2003 and About a Boy from 2002. That's true. Wow, very close together, which makes sense. Um, (laughs) We'll kick it off with Love Actually here, like I said, from 2003, directed by Richard Curtis. Uh, The IMDb summary is... Oh, God. I love when they do this. Follows the lives of eight very different couples in dealing with their love lives in various loosely interrelated tales all set during a frantic month before Christmas in London, England. Oh, London, Jesus. England. Oh, London, England. Is there another London? There's, I'm sure there's a million Londons. Like, How dare but, you? But like, it's just like, if you just said London, that'd be, that's like, sorry, to take it back to the Beatles documentary, there was oh, this God. funny thing that kept happening where when they would perform one of the songs and it was the take that appeared on the album, uh-huh. the, a caption would come up that said like, uh, this take appears on the album Let It Be. <laughs> and they were like singing Let It Be. Yeah, and it, but it was like, <laughs> you could just say Let It Be. You don't need to say the album Let It Like, I, I know what Let It Be is. I'm watching, I'm in hour seven of the fucking Beatles, Beatles documentary. documentary. I've heard of Let It Be. 
Anyway, sorry. That's a very um, s- stupid thing. That's Love, very, actually. That's a very poorly written uh, summary, I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. If only bad. because it is not grammatically correct. No, not good. Um, okay, so, I mean, stars, actors, a go-go in this film. You you know what Love you know Actually Love Actually is. It's Christmas it's time, you know those, it. It's another one of those that just everyone has seen. And if you haven't seen it, then you're one of those weirdos who's like takes pride in not having seen it, which is fine. I have those. I say weirdos lovingly. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, it's just chock full of stars. Give birth to like that genre, I feel. Yeah, because like, there were a bunch Valentine's Day, New Year's Day. New Year's Eve, Day, New Year's Eve. Yeah. Mother's Day was one Mother's of them. Mother's Day, yeah. None of the rest of them are, are any good. And this one, you know, are arguable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember seeing this for the first time. I feel like must have seen it in the theater. But Definitely I don't saw it remember in the theater. seeing it. Definitely saw it in the theater. I... Uh, it's funny because I can, so I don't have specific memories. I know we saw it in the theater. I can like really like feel, there's like a feeling of the winter in the early 2000s in the movie theater <laughs> and you're seeing Love Actually or you're seeing a Harry Potter movie or something. Yeah. I don't know. Visceral for me. Visceral. I don't yeah. know what it is. But, um. This is another one of those, sorry, just really quickly for an overview. This is yeah. another one of those to me, much like Garden State where everyone was very excited about it. And I was like, I mean, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we're so excited about it. I liked it, but it wasn't That's interesting. I thought I I was I thought you liked it more than that. Right, exactly. Like I think it, that tracks like this is for me. This movie is for me. And there are things about it that I fucking love. Mm-hmm. Love, 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 love. Like there are things about it that are like top 20 moments in film for me. Okay. For sure. Cool. Um, mo- what I'm talking about, the first one that I'm talking about, we'll just start I with think the I good stuff. I think I know what it is. Do you? What do you think number one slot from this film? You're going to be wrong. Is it a funny thing or a sad thing? Well, I'm not giving that to you. Well, I think it's Emma Thompson. No. Okay. Emma Thompson is two. Okay. Number one is Mr. Bean. He's so funny. He's Ro- so, so Rowan there, Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson. There's a scene where the horribly cheating Snape, Alan Rickman, Alan yeah. Rickman is uh, trying to sneakily buy a necklace for his mistress, and Rowan Atkinson is the cashier, and he asks if he wants it gift wrapped, and then it's just this bit, and it, I'm sure it was scripted or whatever, but it feels so organic. And he just, because he just, he's trying to get out of there. Alan Rickman's character is trying to get out of there. And Rowan Atkinson's character is just like, oh, I just need to add a sprig of holly. Yeah. Oh, I just need to put it in the Christmas right. box. It's just and Alan forever. Rickman is like, I don't want a Christmas box. Right. And the two of them together is so perfect and so funny. Like, that it's bit is just very funny. It's brilliant. And I love it. And Rowan Atkinson, it's like, if you try to describe how he's not doing any comedy. Right. Like he's, he's, he's not one of the funniest, Mr. Bean. <laughs> he's one of the funniest people on the planet. I'll yeah. say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Mr. Bean, top tier, God level comedy <laughs> to me, Mike Pulasic. I stand by it. Stand by and, it. But in the scene, it's like, of course he's doing comedy. Right. But he's not like doing anything that's recognizable as funny. Right. He's just doing the scene. Yeah. Which is... It takes for fucking ever <laughs> to get this thing gift wrapped, and it's so funny and genious. It's I so, agree. Yeah, it's it's like so. It's such a simple, 
it's like acting and scene construction at its peak. Just perfection. Wow. You have antagonist, protagonist. This person wants this this thing. This other person wants something opposite. And they are just together and doing it. And it's like waiting for Godot. <laughs> Waiting for Godot level. <laughs> like, seriously. Um, no, it really is. But, okay, so Love Actually. Let's start. Let's, it's it's a, it's eight different stories. Right. I, here, I wrote them down. We're going to go through them very quickly. Okay. Okay. Hugh Grant is the prime minister, and he falls in love with his staffer, who's supposed to be fat, but she's so not fat. So fat. Oh, my God. She's so fat. They all talk about how fat she is. She's not fat. She's not even remotely Colin fat. Firth is a sad man who falls for his Portuguese housekeeper. Walking Dead guy is in love with Kira Knightley, who's married to Chwetel Ejiofor. Yeah. Laura Linney wants to fuck her co-worker and has a brother who's mentally ill. Yeah, in, in some sort of, right. yeah. There's a guy going to Wisconsin. Liam Neeson <laughs> uh, has a stepson and his wife has died in the movie, not in real life. His wife his, in real life died a few years later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> His stepson is in love, and he's coaching him through that. Bill Nighy is a fading pop star with a shitty song on the radio, and Alan Rickman is cheating on Emma Thompson with the most insane person I've ever seen on film. <laughs> Who's like, I wrote down Alan Rickman. Like, I don't know, works at a, in an office. Like, it doesn't yeah, matter. It, yeah, it doesn't, what they they you could never do. know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, they probably like are publishing something or something. Sure, I have no idea, but the. Uh, or it's like an art. Ca- anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, the and he has a secretary who's just like relentlessly hitting on him. Alan Rickman in two thousand three. Like, okay. <laughs> and she's just like in the in such a way where she's like, uh, I wrote down. She says like they're they're having a, a holiday party coming up. Yeah. And she says uh, that she booked the venue and it's like a bar or something. And she's like, plenty of dark corners for dirty deeds or whatever. Yeah, it's <laughs> and just shit like that. I was like, what the fuck? Like- it's really bad. And uh, But honestly, like, for that storyline, I feel like it almost... Um, there's a way that you can see how it adds to that storyline. Because you have this... Woman who's relentless, relentlessly pursuing yeah. Alan Rickman. And Alan Rickman is not uninterested, but also doesn't necessarily seem like, like, it feels so much like a thing where he is like, and maybe I'm reading too much into love, actually, but it feels so much like a thing where it's like, he's, he doesn't understand why this woman wants him, but he is enjoying the fact that there's a younger woman. Right. He gets a charge out of that. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And it's not even necessarily because they don't ever sleep together. Right. They don't. Or any, they, the most they do is dance at the holiday party. Right. And then he buys her a necklace. He buys her a necklace. And that's what destroys his marriage. Right. Um, although question mark destroys his marriage. Right. Although, but Emma Thompson finds out and confronts him. And it's like one, it's like, I think it's probably the best, like scene in the movie, right? Yeah, it's like that's Thompson yeah. Maybe act- besides Rowan Atkinson, right? But, sorry, yes, I but uh, but yeah. So so she, it's this heartbreaking scene where she has found the necklace, thinks that she's she's open, then is opening her Christmas present from him, thinks it's going to be the necklace, and it's a CD, right? And she like the kids are there, and she goes into the other room, like, oh, get them ready for the Christmas pageant, and I'll be right back. And right. she goes into the room, and she's crying and you just watch her 
zip herself up and put herself back together. And it's just like, even as someone who did not have children, (laughs) I remember that scene being like, (laughs) you know, she's just so good. She's so good and, and just does it perfectly. And there's this Joni Mitchell song playing over the whole thing. And you're just like, Jesus Christ. Um, It's great. It's so good. It's a tough movie to like talk about. Just because there's so much going on. So I'm going to just very quickly, like, macro impression. Okay. What's your macro take? Of what? Of how I like, how I feel about it? Of the movie. Because it's so, I, I, we could talk about the individual plot lines and we will. I mean, you know, we'll get to some of them in detail. Again, you've seen Love Actually. I don't know how much summarizing we have to do. But, but yeah, I mean, macro impression is, it's, it's a, it's a, very well-crafted romantic comedy that has something for everyone. It's eight stories, like you said. So it's just like, it's a little manic, but it's also, I also like the way that they weave everyone's stories together. Yeah. And, you know, it's got, they, they are doing all of the right things. It's like, okay, you know what it's like? You know what it's like? It's like a pop song. That's an earworm where it's like, I know exactly what's happening here. You've done the math and figured out the song that hits the thing in my brain that goes, this is good. And then I listen to it over and over again. And my intellectual brain knows that it's stupid pop, but also I'm like, this is the best. And that's what love actually is. It's an earworm. That's exactly right. It's Call Me Maybe. Yeah. Yes. exactly right. Yes. I love Call Me Maybe. Yes, exactly. But um, that's exactly, that's a really, that's really smart. Like it's, it's like, because that's how it feels to me watching it Mm -hmm. is like, I feel, uh, I don't, I I don't, I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I, and I also feel like it's do, it's manipulating me or something. I don't Mm -hmm. know. And I, but I also don't, it's like. Some of the plot lines I am okay okay with, but it's just I just this type of movie I don't. Yeah, you're not you don't. We've already yeah we've established this is not this kind of movie is not your thing. The kind of like saccharine, like manipulative. I'm gonna make you feel something is not your thing. Right, but what's interesting about that mm-hmm. is that the next movie we're gonna talk about is not. Like, the line between these two movies is so thin. Yeah. But yet there's, like, a world of... Di- like, I... Spoiler alert. Like, I fucking love the next movie that we're going to talk about. <laughs> and I... And I... And I really don't like this movie. Yeah. But, all you know, the more we talk about it, like, honestly, like... um. You bring up the Rowan Atkinson thing, Atkinson thing. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, that was really good. Yeah, and like, there's a lot of really good moments. There's a lot of moments that are fucking terrible. Also, right. well, there's a, cause so the other the other plot line that I love is the you said there's a guy that's going to Wisconsin, yeah. and that was it. That's the one of my favorite plot lines. It's very funny. So it's, yeah, so it's, it's what this, a total of like seven minutes of screen time. Yeah, exactly. And it's just this guy, this British guy named Colin, and he's. He's just terrible at hitting on women. Um, and then, and so women are like, no. And then he decides that the problem is British women. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to go to America because they're going to love me there. And his friend's like, that's stupid. And he's like, no, I'm doing it. He literally rents out his apartment, 
puts all of his clothes in a bag on his back, gets on a plane and goes to Wisconsin and goes, tells the, at the airport, tells the cab driver to take him to a bar and immediately meets three girls who are like all over him. Oh my God, I love your accent. Oh my God. Like, you, where are you staying? Are you having where to stay? You can come stay with us, but we have this really tiny apartment, right. and, the and joke we don't is have that, pajamas. Right. The joke is that they're like supermodel hot. Yeah. One of them is January Jones. Yes, and it's just, it's so funny and so on the nose, and just like it's very funny. It's great. I love it. I it's think a it's, very funny sketch in this movie. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I think it's so funny, and because it's like it's that stupid funny that I love. Where yeah. it's like this is so dumb. And I, love I do it. like that plotline a lot. And that guy's really funny. I don't yeah. have his name in front of me, but yeah, and he's I, great. Um, but it's like, oh, the other plotline that's interesting is the one is in the wake of just having watched American Crime Story impeachment or whatever, uh-huh. um, watching the Hugh Grant oh, plotline. Yeah. Uh, so Hugh Grant is the pro- oh, I also forgot one of the plotlines. There's two uh, stand-ins on a movie set. Oh yeah, played by Martin Freeman and someone. Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't have her name. Um, but- yeah. Well, what's funny about that one is that the um, I read something in IMDb's uh, fun fact that was like to air it on ABC Family or something. Mm-hmm. They're basically like you can't do that because they're two stand-ins for a porno. Right. Or, yeah. So they're like naked and simulating sex, but they're just talking to each other. And right. It's very, it, that's very funny too, yeah. I think. Um, but uh, so they were like, you can't have that. So they just lifted, they're just gone. They're just not. In yeah. The that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And the movie's like <laughs> tailor made for that. That's the thing. Right. That's the thing that I think I, I, that I'm like, ah, is that it is just like, Oh, yeah, you can just lift any of this out. <laughs> yeah. And also there's so many, like, because, so if you, I think if you, it would be interesting to calculate how much screen time each thing has. Yeah. Because like, I, and anytime I'm thinking in those terms, it's probably not good for a movie. <laughs> but I feel the like. The math of it. Right. I'm like, oh, the math of this. Like, okay. <laughs> but, um, and, and I don't mean to shit on love, actually. Like, no, I, it's okay. I don't actually, uh, like I'm not if it's not one of those where I'm like this is repellent, right? You know what I mean, right? Like, like it's it like it's great, like love. It's just not for me. It's fine, right? Um, but <laughs> you're like it's okay. Yeah, it um. truly is. <laughs> well, because I mean that's the thing. Not to cut you off, no, please. but like that's the thing about this is that it much like Garden State has since become a thing that people love to shit on and love to be oh, like, Oh, I thought it went the other way. No, because for, for a second it was, I think what it was is that it was like, oh my God, remember Love Actually? It's the, the perfect holiday, holiday movie. Classic, and yeah. then they were like, mm, what about this Karen Knightley plot line? Now. Problematic. Problematic. And I was watching it. <laughs> Who are these characters? I don't Great. know. They're terrible. <laughs> um, but I was watching it with that in mind because I don't know that I had watched Love Actually since people are like, this plot line is terrible. He's a stalker, blah, 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 whatever. And I was kind of like, okay. So I was watching it with that in mind. And I was just kind of like, I don't know that this – I'm not trying to t- tell anybody that they're wrong. Yeah. But – that plot line to me is just boring. So it's basically, yeah, so it doesn't, I, just, again, just in case you are one of those people who hasn't seen Love Actually, it's Kieran Knightley's character is marrying Chiwetel Ejiofor. He's got a friend. It's the guy from Walking Dead whose name I don't Andrew know. Andrew Lincoln. Great. Um, and Andrew Lincoln's character is in love with Kieran Knightley. 
There's a moment where the movie tries to make you believe that it's the two men who are in love with one another. No, I don't remember that. Well, the opening scene is the two of them at the altar. Oh, yeah. And then later, Laura Linney sits down next to him at the reception and goes, are you in love with him? Oh, right, right. Because, because, right, uh, right. but here's the thing. You know what's so funny that you didn't notice that is that I wrote down, I was like, are you meant to think that this is a gay couple getting married or is that just my queer ass brain? Mm. Um, and then she sat down and said that and I was like, oh, okay, that's not just <laughs> no, me. No, no. It's purposeful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and, and then like, so she, she doesn't know. She thinks that he hates her because he's rude to her in order to distance himself. Right. And then I, she like, finds out. My brain that immediately. He, yeah. And then she finds out that he's actually in love with her. And then he does this whole thing where he shows up at her house with signs and it the says signs tell them thing is such carolers, a like meme now, blah, yeah. blah, blah. I'll love you forever. She runs out, she kisses him, she goes back inside. And I'm just kind of like... That's the end, right? That's yeah, the end of that that's line. the end of that plot line. And he literally walks away going, okay, enough now. Which is like, I mean, my only issue with that plot line is that in real life, I don't believe that he actually walked away and that was the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> no. But... But it's also just like in the movie, it's like... Because he was the guy's best man, right? Right. It's his best friend. Yeah. And he's just in love with his best friend's girl. But it's just like, I don't know. It, it just doesn't... It doesn't bother me in the way that I think it bothers other people. Again, sure. I'm not trying to say that you're wrong. I'm just saying that I was watching it expecting to be like, oh, yeah, this is bad. Right. But I was kind of like, I mean, this is stupid. It's not... It's It's nothing. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Going back to the uh, um, thing. Yes, Prime Minister. Sorry. Prime Minister. And watching it after we watched the Bill Clinton thing with mm-hmm. Beanie Feldstein mm-hmm. um, was just like, it's played as a as a LARF <laughs> that he's in love with his staffer. You right. You know what I mean? And then having just watched this thing where it was played as like a horror movie yeah. that he was in love with his staffer. And I think the, the, um, the Hugh Grant version, the mm-hmm. Love Actually version, mm-hmm. is... Conscious of that, they know what they're doing, right? Because he they, tries to kind of push well, he her away, push her away, and, and yeah. also the American president, played by Billy Bob Thornton, comes to visit, <laughs> yeah. and the, the American president is a boorish kind of like, you know, he's like, yeah, he's like, how do you stay keep your boner in check or whatever? With I forgot those what he says. pins. He's hot. It says the pins. Yeah, on yeah, him, like pins. <laughs> the getaway sticks. On yeah, that like game. What the fuck? <laughs> um, but uh, it's like. Uh, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> well between and also between that and Alan Rickman, it's like you have two people. Like I guess the British just love like fucking their underlings. Is that like a, a kink over there or something? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it feels like in a, in a you know an entire city of millions of people, the two of the stories are kind of like well, and oh, and then Colin Firth is also fucking someone who works for him. Or yeah. trying, or falling in love, falling in love, falling in love. In quotes, it's sorry. love actually. It's love actually, fucking actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean uh, the the. There's a lot of like weird class stuff. There's a lot of weird whatever. Also, like Hugh Grant, if he's the prime minister in 2003, has blood on his hands from the Iraq War. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Like. <laughs> 
Um, he, you know, you should burn in hell. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, <laughs> You're like, okay. Oh, boy. Um, rain it in, rain it in. Um, I, re- I have written in all caps here, cannot believe how thin Natalie is. Oh, my fucking God. I know. Because it's just another one of those things I where, where yeah. Hollywood lied to us and told us this woman was fat. And I was like, Unreal. yes, representation. And this woman could not be thinner. I just, oh, it just makes me so sad. So sad. She also has a line. For 20-year-old Liza watching this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a fat person. Oh, a fat person. That's what a fat person looks like. So I must be a fucking monster. Right. Um, uh, She also has a line, my dear. Oh. No one's going to fancy a girl with thighs the size of big tree trunks. Now, why might I write down that line? Well, I, uh, mm. I guess I said that to you. I, I said. What? You guess you said it to me? Are you trying to pretend like you didn't when say we it? When we were like in high school, I said something about tree trunk legs. Y'all, this man, when he was a courting me, told me that he liked my tree trunk legs. He said, your liked legs, them. Your legs are so solid. They're like tree trunks. That is what he said to me. That's what he said to me. And I was like, cool. <laughs> Look, I have a lot of regrets. But also, I liked them. I still like them. Uh-huh. To be fair, I do have legs the size of tree trunks. But. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm just, just for anyone listening who, who might be listening to our podcast for uh, dating or relationship advice, which seems laughable, uh, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, Don't you do it. I did write down, I'm moving on from that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Look, I'm sorry about a lot of things that I've done. (laughs) Um, I did write down, everyone's a creep. Mm. Oh, when the American president is there, Natalie, and he hits on Natalie. Yeah. And she's wearing a blue dress at the time, which you know is intentional. Oh, shit. I totally missed that. Yeah. Wow. Even even having just watched impeachment, right. I totally missed that. Wow. Um, it's very saccharine. Oh, here's a question for you. Sure. Um, so Liam Neeson's storyline, he's the stepfather of Sam. Yeah, the who, elf. Yes, who uh, would later go on to be in Game of Thrones. Who was he in Game of Thrones? He's like the elf boy. Oh, yeah. I'm like, he's oh, yeah. literally the elf. Oh, yeah. yeah. He like talks. Oh, who he like helps. Who is it? Uh, Bran, right? Bran, yeah. Bran. Bran. <laughs> hey, Bran. <laughs> um, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, okay, so how, how old do you think he is? They say he's 11. Yeah, he's playing an 11-year-old. How old do you think the actor is? 11, let's say. He's 13. <laughs> he he's, looks six. He looks two. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also that means that he is only five years younger than Kira Knightley. Oh. Yeah, exactly. No. Yep. Kira Knightley was 18. Kira Knightley was 18. Yes. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like it. So that's a little, some, some fun facts for you. Some fun Great. numbers for you. Great. All right. Uh, oh, another thing that I didn't remember about Love Actually is like the first or second line of the movie uh-huh. is 
Because it, it, there's this framing device about airports. Yeah. And it's kind of sweet. Yeah, it's a sweet. It's sweet. And it also uses what is clearly, I think, real footage. It of, is. It's real. Although, yeah, all that of, footage is real. They they were just recording people at the airport right, at of, Heathrow and, right, of and people, then asked them for permission. Yeah. Right. Of people reuniting. Yeah. And that's like the framing device. It's like, yeah. oh, for, is Hugh Grant narrating and saying, whenever I want to be reminded of love, I go to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> that's my Hugh Grant. That's <laughs> pretty good. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, she. <laughs> go to the airport. <laughs> um. But the first or second line of the movie is, is, hey, you know, when the those planes hit the towers, the yeah. phone calls were all about "I love you" and all this stuff. And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And not and like it hit my ear so, uh, it was so jarring to hear. Yeah. In a romantic com- in a fun romantic comedy. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, it's 2003 when this is made. Yeah. It just happened. Like, the right. smoke well, isn't think, clear. Right. Well, I think, and I think what happened, I agree with you that it's jarring and it didn't need to be I, sad, but I I'm think not what even, was going on. But I, just to be clear, I'm not, like, ridiculing it. I'm fascinated no. by it. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, And I think what was happening there, it feels very much like, I mean, this is a thing. We're, we don't need to go too deep into it. But when when the towers went down, there were there was a lot of stuff, I remember, about... Uh, entertainment media. Do you address it or do you not? Yeah. For example, Friends just pretended like it didn't happen. <laughs> and I understand that you're a sitcom, but that's like a big fucking event and your entire show is about you living in New York City and you're yeah. not even going to address it. That seems psychotic to me. I don't me. think that would happen today. No, they definitely would have addressed they it today. Would, yeah. But so that felt very much like a... We're in the room. We need. To, are we addressing this or are we not? Because yeah. we're in an f- airport. Yeah, we're in an airport. Right. So well, and the, the elf child is runs past TSA in the yeah, end. Yeah. To get to his his love, his beloved, yeah, uh, yeah beloved, beloved. Um. Um. So yeah. So I that felt very much like a. I don't know what to do here. I think we address the elephant in the room and it didn't really work, but I don't yeah. know. I don't know what you do in that situation. I don't know if it's better to not address it or. Yeah. You know, um, there's a, uh, you know, just wrapping up my notes here. Mm. There's a bad Britney Spears joke. Terrible. From Bill Nye. Oh, I fucked Britney Spears. Yeah. There's a, there's the, the lot of, so there's all the fat stuff with Natalie and then Portuguese housekeeper, has Ugh. a fat sister. Right. And all they do is make fun of this fat sister. Unmarriable. Un- and, like, the joke is, who could love her? Right. And it, it's... That actress does a great job. Yeah. <laughs> but it's unfortunate material. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Also, I will say that there's a an, another IMDb fact that apparently Emma Thompson was wearing a fat suit. What? Right. And it's like, the thing is that, like, you don't... <sighs> She's playing a mother, so you just don't... And she's playing a mother, and she's also playing a character whose entire life is kind of about her being a mother. Yeah. So you don't see her body. Like, you don't register or perceive her body. Right. So it's crazy to me that they would put her in a fat suit to... That's weird. I don't know about that. Like, I don't know what the choice is. If that's true, I don't know why. I don't know... It doesn't I mean, make any sense. Right. And that's <laughs> that. But that feels if it's true. Right. Exactly. That feels very tied up in this movie's sensibility about bodies, which is yeah. like, oh, she's not exciting. Yeah. So let's give her a few pounds. Right. And then there's there's even a shot. The secretary 
who's not like super young. The secretary. The secretary who Alan Rickman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheats yeah. on Emma Thompson with. Yeah. Um, there's a shot of her in her apartment alone for no reason, taking her clothes off, like yeah, and wearing lingerie for no one. You yeah. know what I mean? And I guess the idea is maybe she put it on for the part. Like we're supposed to see that she put this on for the party mm, and wanted to. Yeah, I agree. Feels like a stretch. Yeah. But I'm saying like it, this the love actually. Not to be like, oh, it's problematic, guys. <laughs> but, like, Love Actually has a lot of weird body shit going, running through it. And you know what? I'll say it. I don't care. I feel like the British have a lot of weird body shit going through it. Well, yeah, but Like, that's... reading... Sorry, no, go ahead. Uh, like, reading fucking Harry Potter with our daughter a few years ago, and Raul reading Dahl. Roald Dahl, it's yep. just like, the fat people are bad. Yeah. If, you, if someone's fat, they're disgusting. Yeah. And it's a very specific, I mean, that's not to say that in America there's not a ton of body America, shit. America, we're fine. That's not true. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Love, actually. I feel like we did it. I wrote down, it's long. I wrote down, Carl could be more supportive of Laura Linney. <laughs> Because Laura Linney is going through it. That's Laura Linney is great, line. by the way. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, love yeah. her. Forever and always. She's Forever great. and always. Um, I wrote down that the the there's the famous scene where Hugh Grant is looking for Natalie, his fat secretary, who he wants to fuck. <laughs> and he's going door to door, being yeah. on the street. And uh, these little kids answer the door and they want him to sing. Yeah. And I and the like the Rowan Atkinson thing. The he starts singing and then his bodyguard starts jo- joins in. And his yeah. bodyguard is so funny because <laughs> he just like funny? has a beautiful voice. Yeah, you know what's funny is I remember I remember you really enjoying that scene yeah. the last time we watched it, and it was happening. And I was like, I was like, oh, this is the thing he likes. This is the one he likes. So I like looked at you and you were just like, nothing, <laughs> no stone face. And I was like, oh, maybe I was thinking of something else. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot happening. You're going to find something in Love Actually that you like. Right. It feels very, like, sure to me. Um, And our next movie feels like it could have been a plotline in Love Actually, but it's... Anyway, we'll get to it. (laughs) Um, is it available? It's not currently streaming anywhere. That is crazy to me. Right. It's so popular. It is. And people make How a point to watch it anywhere? every holiday season. Yeah. It's Love Actually season. I've seen that tweet on my tweet line. <laughs> my tweet line. Um, That's crazy to yeah. me that it's not available. Yeah. All right. Well, hey. What's the connection? Well, this was a tough one for me. Yeah. A lot of research. Went down to the library. Looked at the microfiche. Yeah. Scrolling Card through. Catalog. Card catalog. Card <laughs> catalog. Uh, that was us. That was us. You were going to say fingering. I was, <laughs> you were going to say fingering. I was going to say fingering. Um, that was us walking our That fingers. was us fingering each other. Just like, you know, a thing we do on the podcast sometimes. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, anyway, back to the original bit. This is a sub bit. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, it was a tough one, but uh, the connection is that Hugh Grant is in both of these movies. <laughs> he sure is. Uh, Hugh Grant double feature. A two Grant, if you will. No. It's a head shake from I'm Liza. Not, I'm not Our next you. movie <laughs> is about a boy from 2002 
2000 Hue, if you will. No, I will not. I will not. Um, directed by Chris and Paul. Hugh cannot. Oh, uh. Chris and Paul Weitz. Um, IMDb summary is a cynical, immature young man is taught how to act like a grown up by a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm a little boy. You need to put your fork over here and your knife over here. Ah, that is a terrible summary. It's truly terrible. Oh my god, I'm so sorry to our headphone users because we just blasted your eardrums. But oh that god. is insane. Love it. Oh my god. Um, about um, a boy. Oh, go, about a boy. No, I was just gonna say about a boy. Which, uh, for reasons that I cannot quite remember, we often call a Buddha boy, <laughs> which I think was just just stemmed from us at some point being obsessed with Canadian accents <laughs> and saying, "Yeah, why do we say that all the time?" A Buddha boy. Whenever the movie comes up, it's a Buddha boy. It's a Buddha boy. Okay. At some at some Good point, bits. all right. At some point, that was very funny to very us. Very exhausting so. to live with us. <laughs> um, but you've got. Hugh Grant, as we said. You've got Nicholas Holt as the boy, the titular boy. Well, is he the titular boy, or is Hugh Grant <gasps> also the titular boy? He's got some growing up to do. I mean, Am I right? They could both be the titular boys. They are. Yeah. They a Buddha boys. Okay. Um, you've got Tony Collette um, in, a, in a really uh, great role. Incredible I mean, she's, role. She's so good. She's another one of those. She's another... Linny, where you're just always like, oh, good. you're just always good. Yeah, always good. Um, and you know, not to go down the rabbit hole of Tony Collette, but like, literally the only non-native Philadelphian actor who has mastered the Philadelphia accent. Yeah, I remember. You watch The Sixth Sense, and you would not know that she's Welsh, I think, or Australian. Yeah, Australian or I, think. I can't remember. I don't know. Um, um, but I don't know, and I don't want to know. Right. She's just, her accent work is impeccable, which is She really nailed it crazy. in Sixth Sense, and no one since has yeah. done similar work. Yeah, exactly. Um, You've got Rachel Weiss. We've got, it's Weiss of Palooza over here yeah. with Chris and Paul and Rachel. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, cards on the table, this is a classic, I think. Sure. I like so okay. I'm the DNA of my association with about a boy. Yeah, is that in high school I read? So it's based on a Nick Hornby book Mm -hmm. about a boy. Is yeah. Um, and I read Nick Hornby's High Fidelity in high school. Yes, and I was like, well, this is like the blueprint of my entire (laughs) romantic. Like, like, con- not not my romantic life, but my concept of what adults' romantic lives are like. Yeah. And in a way that I, you know, that I think um, is good and bad. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then saw the movie, obviously, with John Cusack and Jack Black. Yes. Loved the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and just was obsessed with that book. Read it multiple times. Like, thought it was the funniest, like, yeah. most adult thing I could get my hands on. At I read it because you 14. were obsessed with Yeah, it, exactly. So. so, and then About a Boy was his follow-up, and I liked About a Boy a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so, and it's got a lot of that same kind of, uh, again, DNA in it that I think was such a, like, late 90s, early 2000s kind of cool guy who likes records and 
you know, DVDs and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, and wears band t-shirts. Yeah, it's like a man-child, but like uh, one who's into m- music and art and, right, you know. Right, right, right. How could I ever relate to that? <laughs> I don't understand. Also, that was funny. In this movie... Uh, they say Hugh Grant's age, and it is my exact age at this moment, and it was very uh, truly is. Oh, uh, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, representation matters. I guess. Um, anyway, but so then this movie came out, and I remember we always really liked it. We yeah. saw it in the theater. I feel like it's a movie we revisited a few times. Broad strokes is that Hugh Grant is like like it starts with. Uh, him saying I'm an island and he's just like a guy who is, uh, who doesn't do anything because he, uh, makes a ton of money off his father wrote a hit song in the fifties. And so he's wrote a hit Christmas song, Christmas song. Exactly. Christmas and Santa's super sleigh. Right. And so he's set up, he has an apartment in London. He chills out all day. He doesn't have to do anything. He's a man child. Mm -hmm. And then, um, he gets wrapped up. In through a number of lies because he's a he's dating and he's he realizes that dating single mothers is like fun because they're desperate essentially yeah um he gets wrapped up in the lives of a single mother played by Tony Collette and her son played by Nicholas Holt yeah. which is his first this is his first role but he's gone on to be a great actor yeah I, we no pun intended. Because he's in The Great, which is oh. an amazing show on Hulu that I love. Yeah. Um, but he gets wrapped up in the lives of Nicholas Holt and Tony Collette. And you know what? He helps them, but he also learns a thing or two from them about his own <laughs> about his own life. Wow. Um, and it's just great. It's just a really... I, to me, mm-hmm. I'm talking a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm being vulnerable. No, not really. But <laughs> Do you feel uh, vulnerable? no. Uh-huh. Um, but he's it's it's a. I just think it's it's great. It's very funny. Hugh Grant is kind of perfectly cast. Yeah, for sure. As this like smooth, uh, cool guy who has nothing going on, kind of. Yeah. Um, and and is very what's the word? Um, nervous that he has kind of nothing going on in his soul, really. Like, he mm-hmm. starts to realize, you know, through his connection to um, Tony Collette and her son, and, I mean, the son especially, that's the whole thing, is that this relationship that they develop, starts to realize that, like, oh, I, you know, might have more to to do with my life. Give, kind of, yeah. To give, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't um, know. It's it's like a, a it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's really really good. You've got amazing performances by pretty much everybody. Nicholas Holt as this this boy is great. Like he's, he's just so great. He's so good in a way that's like it's not it's not the same as uh what was her name? Whitney from I'll do anything. Yeah. Where it was just like Oh, that's a child actor who is doing a good thing, but yeah. like is a child actor. Right. Um but it's just a, he has like a naturalness to him that is really nice, but then also very clearly is like understanding what's going on yeah. and like is acting, but it feels very natural. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like there's. Well, Cause kids are acting. Right. You but there's I mean? some, there's some stuff where it's like, like if you, you're Dakota Fanning is my go-to example yeah, of right. this where it's just like, 
who hurt you, right, sweetie? Right, you're so good at this. You're too good at this. And yeah. he's not like that. No, not at all. But it feels very real because he is portraying a boy, and he right. is a boy. Right. And his character, Marcus, is supposed to be the weird kid. Right. Um, which I think is really fun and, and again, good to see weird kids yeah. who don't know how to act. Yeah, well, uh, and in that way, it's kind of like a, a, a t- it's a moments of it are a real, like, tough watch for me. Yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. People being mean to this sweet boy. Well, I, the thing, um, you know, we'll get into it a little bit, but the thing that, so I, I kind of glossed over, but uh, they have a, Hugh Grant essentially get just like through happenstance mm. um, gets wrapped up in their lives, including walking in on uh, a suicide attempt yeah. from Tony Collette, which is a t- very tough scene. Yeah. And is, and very with well Marcus. Done. So with Nicholas Holt, yeah. they walk in, they find her. And then, you know, uh, the boy's traumatized by that. He turns to Hugh Grant's character to kind of like help him get through. And mm-hmm. Hugh Grant is like, Oh, like I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's a very classic, like odd couple pairing. They're helping each other out, whatever. Yeah. Um, what was the point I was trying to make? Oh, that was the <laughs> thing you like, you use this word. And I think that it like watching it this time, I was like, this movie is so kind of like empathetic mm. in a way where, uh, like everyone who's in it, so many people are kind of like idiots or monstrous or whatever. But even like Tony Collette, like Tony Collette is a perfect kind of example of what I'm talking about. Like she's the, she's ridiculous as yeah. a person. Yeah, you know what I mean. She's like a Her vegan character. and yeah. she kind of doesn't know how to dress and the same as Marcus like he's he because he grew up with her he doesn't like have the cool shoes and he doesn't have all this other stuff mm-hmm. um but then the movie isn't like it's like it's like Hugh Grant's character feels comfortable like being uncomfortable around her and making fun of her a little bit yeah but the movie love like loves her and, yeah and has empathy towards her and is like especially the portrayal of her depression yeah I think is kind of revolutionary. Yeah, or for feels, me it was. Yeah, no, it feels see. it feels very real in a right. way that I think uh, you know, kind of earlier viewings for me of this film, I was not really thinking about. I agree. Um, um for me, I agree. I was yeah, not, I was also not. Yeah, exactly. But it feels very real and true because you just you watch her. There's a whole scene where she's like making him breakfast and just. She spills the milk. She's crying through the whole thing, and she spills the milk, and she cries harder. Right. And he's like, "Do you? I can make my own breakfast." And she's like, "No, I'm doing it." And it's just it, there's you simultaneous simultaneously for me anyway. I was like, "Oh, I totally get that. Right, right. <laughs> I exactly. totally get that." Um, and then I'm, but I'm also like, "Get it together. That's right. your kid." Right. Um, Can you but please but, get it together? And right, that's but how she's at a point, feels. yeah, and that, and she's at a point where she can't get it together, which is why she attempts suicide. Right. Um, but it's just, she, it's so, it's that thing where none of these characters are perfect, but you're rooting for every single exactly. one. Exactly, you're rooting for everyone in the yeah. movie. And Marcus caught, like identifies it really well. It's just like, uh, she's crying again. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a thing that happens in waves, like the weather, like, mm-hmm. and he can't control it. And that's what the whole movie's about is him realizing that, and will helping him, will Hugh Grant's character helping him realize that he can't fix her. Right. 
and she she needs to do it for herself right and it's not his fault right and all that stuff and so and that like i we're talking about this movie making it sound like the least fun movie of all time. <laughs> i know i know but it is very funny like hugh grant is very funny there's so many well-observed moments yeah but it's deeply like like empathetic and generous towards these characters, which I love. And it, in a way that like, not to shit on love actually, but I don't feel like love actually has the same thing where it's like generous towards all these characters. I feel mm-hmm. like it's snarky and like, yeah, kind of like mean towards a lot of people and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but that does feel like a real, like British thing to me though. Like about a boy, like I'm thinking about like extras, the extras oh, Christmas yeah. special where it's just like this thing where they're, they're able to ride this line of comedy and just like heartbreaking tragedy yeah. is really, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, totally. cause it is, it is a really fun watch despite the fact that there's like, it features a depressed woman who tries to commit suicide right. and her son realizing that he can't help her and just like, Oh, that sounds terrible. Right. But it's not. <laughs> it's really not. And Tony Collette does a great job with that. And I, yeah, and, and, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, the movie, it's like, it has so many, um, it's one of those that watching it, I was like, oh, this is like in my DNA. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is, yeah, I, yeah. I think like I said that seven times this podcast, <laughs> just mentioning DNA. I'll edit it out. So you only say it's X. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, but I, you know, there's, it's just one of those movies that I know every kind of beat to. Yeah. And things were coming up and I was like, oh no, this part's coming up. Or like, oh yeah, this part's coming up. Yeah. Um, there's a thing I wanted to bring up is how, uh, how many like good, uh, smaller performances there are in this. Mm -hmm. There's the guy who plays, um, the dad. Marcus's dad. So they have, oh God, this is at yes. the Christmas scene. Yeah. And uh, Will, like, doesn't want to go, but then he goes to Christmas at Marcus's house to help Marcus out. And it's with Marcus's, like, father who's divorced from his mother. And the guy playing the dad is just so funny and awkward. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I can't really describe it, but the he has, like, two or three lines. And I'm like, this is these, the, I remember, like, the cadence and the, like, delivery of these lines so well. Yeah. So it's like, like, oh, what does he say? He says, that's okay. That's okay. When when uh, Marcus opens a terrible gift from him. Because, yeah, he says, yeah, Thank, thanks, Dad. He said, that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Because that's apparently a thing that British people do. Right. Instead of saying, you're welcome, they say, that's okay. And then... The okay. MVP in terms of those smaller roles yeah. is the kid who plays Allie. Oh my which god! Is, so Will um, eventually falls in love with Rachel Vice's character. Yeah, and I don't know if it's Weiss or Vice. I, I always say Vice. You always say Vice very confidently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want her to get mad at me, yeah. or do I? Oh, hey, <laughs> oh, hey. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, her so he falls in love with her character, and he kind of like pretends that Marcus is his son. Yeah, and she has a son also, and so they have like a play date, even though they're like teenagers. Yeah, and her son is this kid Allie, who is <laughs> insane in such a fun, <laughs> funny way, and that that actor is so good. He's so good because he's like intimidating and. Large, I guess, larger. Well, he's like but, he's like the school bully, right? Who also is like your dad is not going to marry my mom, but just takes it to such an extreme. And also, his like voice hasn't dropped yet. Yeah. So he's like being super intimidating, but speaking with this very high pitch. It's so fun. It's hard <laughs> to describe. It's so funny. It's great. Um, 
Anyway, just like good performances all around. Beautifully cast movie is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know the um, the scene, the Christmas scene, really reminds me of um, Fleabag. Like that kind oh, of yeah. feeling. Yeah, that's exactly um, right. Just really trying to sell it to people that it's not this depressing mess. It is very <laughs> good. But it, it, that... Oh, yeah, it's not a depressing mess. It's like Fleabag. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's that same same vibe, that scene uh, for me anyway. It was really, I was like, oh, this is this feels like Fleabag. Yeah. Um, which yeah. I also love. Yeah. Uh, the Badly Drawn Boy song is very funny. It reminds me again, it's funny, we were just talking about Garden State. It reminds me like that, like every mix you made me had that song on it. What, the About a Boy song? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's funny. I don't yeah. Because the song I really love. I love this soundtrack, obviously. Clearly, I did. Yes. Uh, well, it's a little embarrassing that you brought that up, but it's fine. What? <laughs> um, I really do love this soundtrack, and it's one of those, like, I mean, I guess The Graduate or something, where all the songs are by one artist. Yeah. And it's Badly Drawn Boy. Yeah. Um, and he also did the score. And it's, there's, uh, that song's not my fave from it. There's a song called A Minor Incident, which is like a... Uh, a uh, slower, less happy song that is, I guess, How's what, it go? I'm not going to sing it. I won't put it in. It's like... Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. You know? okay, oh, yeah, great. yeah. That, Sorry, was on, that was on the mixes, too. Great. Yeah. Okay, embarrassing. Why is it embarrassing? <sighs> anyway. <laughs> um, but I love the soundtrack. I think that the it, the songs are so good. Yeah. I don't know. Bailey Drunk Boy, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Still. Yeah. 20 years later. <laughs> um, here's what I'll say about about a boy. Oh, no. Um, you said the thing about how the line between the two is so thin. Yeah. And I really, truly feel that in that I feel like they're they're almost on the same level for me. Oh. So it's interesting that you feel so strongly about about a boy. To me, it's like it's it really is just a measure of degrees. Mm-hmm. And I think that love actually sometimes does it. Yeah. But has a, a an edge to it that it that feels like I don't mean like ed, like it's edgy and I edgy. can't take no, it. No, no, I see. I just saying. mean, but has like a because um, like about a boy has an edge to it also. Like mm-hmm. Hugh Grant is will is supposed to be like an asshole. Yeah. Um, but love actually has like a meanness to some of it that I don't love. Mm. And about a boy does not have that same thing to okay. me. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know, but you know. I'm not always right about everything in my life. I uh, listen. <laughs> you're allowed to feel how you feel. I do feel that way. Um, <laughs> just sorry. flipping. Pages I thought for I no had more reason. notes. I thought I had more notes. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> um, I and also about a boy really captures to me <sighs> the pain of like being with weird people. <laughs> like when when that scene where he goes to their house for the first time because yeah. Marcus is trying to get him to date Tony Collette yeah so they he goes to Will goes to their house for the first time and they start singing "Killing Me Softly" on the piano <laughs> yeah uh, in like a company on the piano and and they're like join in Will and he's like I have to leave like, I do not <laughs> and it, like that that uh, you know the story of like a 
misanthrope who learns to love, like, I'll never not love. All right. Personally. Yeah, lots of secondhand embarrassment from this film. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard And Nicholas me. Holt is so good. He, and, and he's so good. I said so good. You did. I was going to move past it, no? No, no, let's go back to it. Okay. It goes back to my childhood when I was, <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Yeah, Nicholas Holt is great. He's great. And has grown up into a fine young man. I'm very proud of him. <laughs> he truly has. He's, he's a great actor. He's very hot. Well done. Um, yeah. Okay. Is A Buddha Boy available? You can watch it on Peacock right now. Hey. Also, I think NBC made a TV show of it years oh, later. Oh, yeah. Jason Ritter. It's like an American about a boy, but yeah. I never watched it. No, me neither. Anyway. Um, great. Well... I mean, as I just stated, this one's a tough one for me and made even tougher by the fact if love actually was available streaming, I'd be like, great, done, bye. Yeah. Um, but because it's not, I'm very like for me, it seems clear that the, the, the movie you keep is about a boy and I'm down for that. Right. Except for the fact that love actually is not available. And I will say love actually, not for me personally, mm-hmm. but it feels like the whole point of it is that it's a rewatchable. Yes. Is that you, you come back to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? As like a fun holiday, throw it on. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so I think the chances of the love actually DVD being used are way higher. Yeah. Than the about a boy DVD being used. Yeah. So what do we do? <laughs> well, I believe we have a save banked. That's right. But we could also pick a rule and save that banked save for something else. Save the banked save. Yeah. Starting Although, Julia again, style. I'm still... <laughs> <laughs> Although I am still... I, I would I would be annoyed if, if a rule came out that we were getting rid of love, actually. Less annoyed if it was about a boy because it's available. Let's but just use our banked save. Let's use our banked save. Great. We're going to keep both. Yeah. Um, great. Great. We should did we, it. Should we pick this next holiday movie? Yes. Yes. Hey Siri. Hmm? Pick a number between 1 and 60. A random number between 1 and 60 is 56. 56 is... The Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. It's a great one. I, I can't f- believe we haven't... It feels like we've done it because... Our daughter's obsessed with it. Right. We'll talk about it next week, but it's hard for me to see it as a movie anymore because <laughs> yeah. I've seen it so many times so in the past couple times. years. So Yeah. Great. Great. All right. Let's see what's going up against it. Hey, Siri. Hmm? Pick a number between 1 and 60. A random number between 1 and 60 is 31. 31 is the movie Kinsey. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. That's exciting. Because we haven't seen it in so long. I was yeah. just thinking about it because Liam Neeson and Laura Linney. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right? And we named our first dog after this man, this movie, yeah. because we loved this movie so much. And I haven't watched it in years. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. I haven't seen it in so long. Yeah. I, I wonder I, if it's like. Good? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. I remember thinking it was like one of the great. Movies, yeah, but then haven't watched haven't it in watched a decade, yeah. yeah. And I remember also, there's one 
seen at Christmas, which is why it's on the Christmas list. <laughs> and it is such a crazy... Anyway, we'll talk about it. Yeah. All right. I love it. Okay. Weird matchup, Nightmare Before Christmas and Kinsey that... Yeah. In our, in our holiday <laughs> section of the podcast. Well, like I said, Kinsey's relation to Christmas is very tangential, but it's there. Hey, we'll take it. Great. Well, that'll be, that'll be, I'm really excited to watch Kinsey and I know Nightmare very well. So yeah, that'd be uh, great. That'll be great. I love, can't wait to talk about it. Holidays, baby. Holidays, baby. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for listening, especially if you got this far. We're DVD Deathmatch in all of the places. We got the Insta, we got the Twitter, we got the Gmail, we got the World Wide Web. And I hope that you have already decorated your house in whatever way you see fit for the holiday season. Um, because that's just the best. There's the One of my favorite things about the month is just sitting in a sparkly, pine-scented, orange-scented cave. All, all month. Favorite thing. <laughs> Favorite thing. I love it. You love it, too. I did a really good job. Thank you so much, sweetie. You wow. Did, no, I do love it. I worked I really hard on the decorations. I appreciate that. I do love it. <laughs> Come back next week <laughs> and see you survive. DVD, DVD Deathmatch. Death Let's get the energy up. I feel like last time we had two low energy movies. <laughs> we really did. Two real drips. <laughs> Not this time though. Whoo! Get some high energy. Like a rocket. Rami Kamis. Ooh. <laughs> oh yeah, no, not great. Rami Malik. <laughs> <laughs> is it Rami? Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. It's not Rami Malik. No, it's R A M I. Yeah, but short for romantic Malik. <laughs> <laughs>